breakfast edition of Football Bloody Hell. On the show tonight, we've got Mr. Dave Pryor. Tom Bailey joins us again. Adam Davis is with us again. And who could forget Mr. Sarcastic himself, Ricky Hyatt. down as we look at the Christmas program of Premier League matches. Well good evening everybody or good afternoon as it is as we've got a Christmas special here this afternoon evening. Can you hear my son in the background? I do apologize. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Well, good evening, everybody. Uh, it's a Merry Christmas from all of us here at Three Valleys Radio. And uh, we've got a Christmas special for you. We're recording this on Christmas Eve. We're finishing off the uh, the Christmas fixtures. Well, pre-Christmas fixtures, we should say. Um, and we will well get started by introducing everybody. We have got, um, alongside myself, Tom Bailey, we have got uh, Mr. Pryor, who will be dropping in and out as per baby commitments. Um, so he will be speaking as and when he can. We may hear from him in just a moment. I am here. We are here. It's Christmas. It's chaotic. We wouldn't have it any other way, Tom Bailey. I th- I think that sums it up perfectly. Uh, we've also got Mr. Rick Hyatt. Good e- Well, good morning, Rick. Is it, if you insist, crack on? Oh, it's a great morning. I've just thought about this, actually. That's this a- is a great morning. It's got to be better than yesterday anyway, so carry on. And joining us, uh, well, for the first time in what feels like forever, we have got Professor Adam Davis. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, all. Brilliant to have you here. Long time no speak. I'm sure we'll see each other at Taunton, but we'll, uh, will. we will touch on that one, well, soon, I'm sure. Um, for now, we've got more pressing issues. We've got uh, yesterday's fixture between Eastbourne Borough and Yeovil to touch on. Um, I was there. This is normally not quite how we go so i think we'll ask rick because you were listening i hope yesterday i was i was, I was listening were... to the excellent commentary provided by yourself and gav i think it went pretty well we didn't drop out once it was it was wonderful a lovely day as well and uh i think it was a good performance to match to be honest i, I don't know what um you sort of picked up over the radio waves uh just that it's another yeovil performance as they seem to be over the last over the last month, functional rather than spectacular and sort of grinding out uh, one nil wins. The, the free-flowing stuff of earlier in the season seems to have been put on a back burner and you just get the impression that uh, certainly after the game that Dave and I enjoyed last week at home to uh, Hampton Richmond, this one sounds fairly similar. Similar doesn't sound like it was edge of your your seat stuff. It was more a case of uh, going there, coming away with the three points and and moving on. Yeah, I think it it felt a lot like that as well. And and there was controversy surrounding the goal. Adam, I don't know if you listened in or if if we've heard anything about it. But um, yeah, there was certainly... um, People were reading the rule book, shall we say, about the uh, the oval goal. I, I don't know if you saw it, Adam, at all. Unfortunately, I, I didn't because I, I was at the pleasure of uh, watching another refereeing controversy up at York. If you've not seen what's happened there, uh, they managed to throw it away in the 96th minute due to a uh, controversial refereeing decision that went there, uh, went the wrong way. But from what I could tell reading from social media, it's it's standard National League stuff. It's we, we're going to interpret it one way that might suit us. And 10 minutes later, we're going to suit it the other way. It, it, it's it's very standard stuff unfortunately the flip side to that is of course very rarely have i known in my entire yeovil supporting career where uh, refereeing decisions seem to have gone our way yeah that is it feels like a, a pleasant change of pace um for those of you who weren't there and didn't get to listen in uh, a drop ball was uh 
it went live and Reese Murphy didn't give the 10 yards of, of space as standard. Um, the ball wasn't played, so it was dropped. It was live. They didn't play the ball, so he just went in and had the ball, played a ball through for Nuble and uh, stuck it in the back of the net. So unsportsmanlike, perhaps, but there's nothing to say you can't do it. So take your goals where you can get it. And that's the difference between a point and three points and sending us eight points clear at the top of the table. So I don't think there's any issues with it personally again there's probably bias so maybe i'm not in the the best place to uh call that one tom and... your commentary did make me laugh because you you and gav were adamant it was okay and then you quickly caveated that with well well i think it's okay no no i'm, I'm sure it's okay i'm sure that's in the rule book i'm sure it's fine that did make me not chuckle. within the spirit though not within the spirit gentlemen I was so I was adamant, and then I realised I actually had no idea what the drop ball rule was. So I was like, "Well, we'll backpedal slightly." I'm not adamant, adamant, but in my view, it was right. So, well, um, we'll take that. What would you have said had it gone the other way? I would have been furious, but it would have been fair enough because it's the rules. It's I can't argue if it's the rules. If a rule is incorrectly implemented, that's when things go wrong. Have you seen Tom? If the both managers have referenced it after the game at all. I've not actually listened to the post-match yet, but I wasn't sure if the um, the opposition manager was really upset by it at all. Um, I can imagine he was. He was booked um, throughout for remonstrating. He it was a very angry little man. Nice, nice little early Christmas card. It was beautiful. In fact, I, I asked this on commentary as well. I wonder if he was the first father-son duo to be booked this season, as his son was also booked on the field. So, I don't know if there's uh, any stat gurus that will dig into that one. but uh, oh, I don't know. I reckon Mark and Charlie would have had a, a a double booking at some point already this season, surely. You would think so. You you would think so. But, well, uh, maybe we'll Come have on, George Marshall one. James, write in and tell us. Yes. <laughs> if anybody knows, it's the Marshall James. He will know. Well, we'll look ahead very quickly um, to Taunton on Boxing Day. Um, I don't know how many of you gentlemen will be there. I'll be there in the stands, but um, I'll be excited. Uh, who do we start with? Uh, Dave, you excited? I am excited. Um, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on which family member might be listening to this, but I will, I will be with the family uh, Boxing Day, so I won't be there. So we'll be trying to listen uh, to Three Valleys Radio, which I believe is George and Thorpey um, on whatever it is. What day is it? Tuesday, isn't it? Tuesday it will be on Boxing Day. Um, I saw Martin Hellier write on social media that he expected to be a big crowd, a crowd almost touching, you know, Weymouth sort of size crowd, which would be amazing if they were able to get something like that. But I know Taunton are having a little bit of a slump at the moment, but I don't know about anyone else, but I'm slightly worried about these back-to-back games because these are the games that can sort of control the narrative going into the second half of the season. And as we've seen in games gone by with Taunton Lonely, the FA Cup game last season, was it? And they, you know, they they were just the better out of the two games. They're getting a draw at Hewish Park and then winning it um, back at their place. I'm sort of worried about it. It looks like Harry's worried about it as well. We're both worried about it, but come out the other side with six points and suddenly we're in a really strong position with Bath being the first game in January as well. Um, I expect fireworks at Boxing Day. That's what I'm expecting. I look forward to these fireworks. Rick, I, I'm not sure if you'll be there either. Obviously, Thorpe and uh, George, as, as Dave said, are on the microphone. I, I may well be. I may well be. I just found out I've been abandoned by my, my by my child on Boxing Day. So I've got no reason to stay at home. So uh, And and there's, there's not anything that I watch on the television. Certainly nothing on Amazon Prime that day. So, uh, yeah. Very, the chances are. It's, do you remember a couple of seasons ago? It was the talky ones back to back that sort of messed things up for Yeovil that season when Grant Smith got sent off, and then the second game, and it all went it all went downhill from from there. So they they could be quite quite pivotal. I saw, saw on social media that Taunton have had the digger in this week, so they're obviously preparation uh, is run away. So because there was some talk of it not being played at at their place because of the. The, the recent flooding or whatever, but it seems like it, it looks like it's going to go ahead. So just hopefully it come out of it with two uh, two positive results. Two more 1-0 wins as things seem to be going at the moment. It would be lovely. They're rolling out the diggers for us. Too. Hey, Pryor, what does that mean that we're not having? 
it won't be a Christmas Desmond, Rick. It won't All be goals, 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 goals. Goals, goals, goals. That was what Let's, I was after. Should we get a quick prediction out of you two before we move to Adam and then move on? 1-0. Uh, 2-1, Adam, what are your final thoughts? I'm not sure if you'll be present on Boxing uh, Day. Un- unfortunately not. No, uh, this Christmas period, I'm even further north. Um, but I will be listening in because the joys of Boxing Day, and there's no football up in the northeast, weirdly, for Christmas Day, because I don't fancy going to Hartlepool. Um, so I will be listening intently. Um, I'm I'm selfishly more looking forward to the away end because I'll actually be there, which is the first time in far too long. Uh, so I'm very excited about that one. That the one balancing point to that is that I actually haven't seen Yeovil win live since 2019. So I'm probably I'm probably the problem. Stay if, away. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Things have been lovely without you, Adam. It'd be nice for you, but could you be there in spirit and not in person? Well, that's that's the problem, isn't it? So um, what what I'll inevitably see is I'd like to see a nice comprehensive Yeovil win at Hewish that I can listen to through the Wonders of Three Valleys radio and go, yes, this is going to be great. And then we can just get past the fact that inevitably I'm going to be the cause of a loss uh, and a really annoying loss inevitably on, on New Year's Eve. Well, fingers crossed, everything goes to plan. Two wins. I'd like. I think I'd be the same as Rick. I'd love a lovely one nil. I think it'll be two nil on uh, Tuesday, and I don't know about the New Year's one. We'll cover that one in a bit more depth um, in the future. Um, we'll just run through the fixtures in the Premier League now from well the previous three days or so. Uh, there is one more today: Wolves versus Chelsea. That's obviously not started yet as we record this. Um, so we'll just run through them very quickly before moving on to the main event of the Boxing Day and post-Boxing Day fixtures. So we'll start with the Thursday night fixture where we recorded our previous uh, podcast where it finished one all against, uh, sorry, between Palace and Brighton. But not a derby derby, Tom. Yes, yeah, it's, it's the <laughs> longest derby I think Britain has. It's like sort of 50, 60 miles, isn't it? It's a, it's a weird one, but... I mean, a really, really nice header from Danny Welbeck to equalise for them. We've got uh, everything's Who gone wrong. Who predicted a one-all draw? I was just, just going to say, Rick was right. But can I just say, according to Match of the Day, the last five meetings have also been one-all. So what were we thinking not predicting that? Rick was absolutely on the money there. Thank you. Bang on. We don't want to give him his props, but... Props we shall give. One that we all got wrong, though, was the Friday night fixture. Um, Aston Villa won, Sheffield United won. I think we all went for I think it was a minimum of 2-0, the uh, the gap in that one. But it's finished with a 97th minute equaliser from Zaniolo. I think Villa may have got away with that one there because that was almost daylight robbery from um, Sheffield United. And moving into the Saturday fixtures, my favourite fixture... Perhaps of the day, minus the overall win, of course, was the lunchtime kickoff. Rick, I, I just want to hear your thoughts on this one very quickly before we move on. You asked Sam United it, too. I missed it. What happened? Manchester United. No. I was working, so I, I, I was completely unaware. I, I don't think that anything actually happened. So uh, moving on. Wait, so, hang on a minute. Is that how about... it works? If if we weren't watching, it didn't happen. Oh, okay. I might use that. In future, as I'm concerned, could we actually move on? Move on to Dave's five nil to Fulham prediction in the Burnley game. Well, we'll just very. We'll, we'll quickly hear some thoughts from you on United. Surely, surely, yes, you've got something Tom. for us. I hate you two. It's, uh, it was it was rubbish, and uh, congratulations to the Glazer family for the complete and total destruction of the most famous football club in the world. Well done. I hope you're very, very proud of yourselves. To be, to be fair, Rick, from what I could hear from the conversations you were having with Thorpey, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounded like that you were sort of trying to agree with Thorpey, but obviously every fibre in your being was obviously saying that you can't agree with him. But I'm, I'm getting the impression that you're not coming out looking at this result and thinking, blimey, that's a surprise to me, which is obviously the unfortunate thing from your point that's of not- view. That isn't just because I wanted to disagree with Thorpey. He's considerably larger than me and a lovely human being. So I wouldn't want to disagree with Thorpey under normal circumstances, but it's one of those things and it's your head over your heart. You never want to get back against against your club. But at the same time, when they're as god-awful as United are at the moment, it's very difficult not to. And it's only just the very 
appetizing prospect of Aston Villa on Boxing Day because they haven't got a point to prove. They haven't just dropped points against the bottom of the league, have they? So they're not going to be hungry for it. Brilliant. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Good luck. We'll touch on that one more in a bit. Um, we will move now on, though, to, uh, as Rick touched on, the questionable prediction, we should say. Oh, where where did you get a 5 0 from? Talk us I mean, predicted a full well, win, but. I was watching the match of the day this morning, and may I say, it did seem like Fulham dominated, but they were undone by two worldies from Burnley. So, you know, on another day, could have been five for the home side. That's all I'll say. I thought they looked quite toothless going forward, Fulham. Um, if you're going to concede yeah, to Yeah, out of nowhere, to Tom. Seeing how the goals they've scored in the last three or four matches, banging were, them in. They and were then good goals. gets sent off, and then it all goes to rubbish. Either way, 5-0 is, is outrageous. I'll be, we're, we're touching the, I think that's all we've got to say, to be honest. Uh, um, if you had well, predicted Fulham 5, West Ham, there, it would have been outrageous. If you predicted Fulham 5, who were, they won 5-0 twice, didn't they? Who else was it? This is where I was getting the 5 from. Forrest. That's yes. right, Harry. Yeah, Forrest. Yeah. So there, there was method in the madness. But three? Three of them? Lightning doesn't strike thrice, I guess. Move on um, to my favourite result. Sorry? Move on to my favourite result. This is probably my favourite result as well. Again, outside of Eastbourne. In fact, this is my second favourite because obviously the 12.30 was my favourite. Um, Adam, Luton won, Newcastle nil. What a an upset that was. Oh, I, I'm a big fan of this one. Uh, as I say, living in and around the northeast i know a lot of geordies and i got a lot of angry texts over the last couple of uh last 24 hours which was which was brilliant and the thing was luton deserved it they they luton played exactly how we hoped they would when they got promoted which is they are hard to break down and they'll nick one and and that's massively helped uh the the caveat to all of this, of course, uh, uh, which I was regularly reminded by my Geordie friends, is the huge amount of injuries that Newcastle are currently going through. Oh, how, is... I haven't mentioned it, Adam. Are no, they... I know. Well, this is it. I was, I was, um, I was kindly reminded, and then I was kindly reminded again on, on just surely on how many. I think Miley and was it Lascelles that also went off over the course of that one. So that's that's another two uh, players gone. Um, it's almost as if they've got the finances that they'll be able to go and get some more in January if they are really that much of an issue. Um, it's it's just a really impressive performance from Luton, and I'm and I'm very pleased, very pleased for them. Obviously, the, the real win of all of this, and um, I don't want to bring it back to it, but of course, the the whole reason we care about the Premier League is the Three Valleys Fantasy Premier League um, league, uh, and with the impressive West Ham. Uh, win against Man United. I got a clean sheet for Ariola, and I got a goal for Jared Bowen, which has put me top of the league. So it's wins Adam, all round. Merry me? Christmas to You're me. gaining on me, aren't you? Not only have I gained, Dave, I I'm above you now. No, check no. my phone. <laughs> I'm not top of Christmas. Merry okay. Christmas, Dave. We'll run through. We'll run through those scores very quickly before we move on. We've also got two former Glovers having absolute worldies in that Luton game: Andros Townsend and Gabby Osho having two absolute worldies of a game. Um, the fantasy standings is as follows. Um, joint bottom, we'll go from bottom to top. Joint bottom is Scythe and AD Hopper on 827 each. Um, then we jump up to sixth where um, I've actually overtaken Rick. Um, so it's Rick in sixth with 914 and myself on 916 in fifth. Uh, then another big gap to fourth where Gav Cheatham sits on 964. Uh, seven points away from him is Ian Welsh on 971. And then dropping to second place is Dave Pryor on 985. A poor week from him, only 28 points. And with 56 points, in fact, exactly double his score. Adam Davis takes the lead on 999 points. And coincidentally, all of a sudden, Adam's available for the pod. <laughs> Coincidence. <laughs> we won't see him again until game week 30 now. Uh, not not until uh not until i've guaranteed top four i don't know see you later well we'll move on from fantasy winnings and luton winnings uh we'll move to possibly the game of the day um if you're a neutral um two words dominic solanke um forest winning sorry forest losing three two at home to the mighty bournemouth who i've oh, said all so along close to a desmond so it was close. so close 
very close. But Dominic Solanke coming out, giving the goods, and uh, two absolutely brilliant headers to uh, solidify that one. Um, and a nice finish as well from Alanga. I don't really know if there's too much else to touch. Oh, no, there is one major talking point I completely forgot. Um, who do we give this to? I want a Rick VAR ramble. Um, Willie Bolly, oh, yeah. thoughts? It's a fuss, isn't it? It's absolutely ridiculous. And it's they've tied themselves in knots up again because uh, two yellows, you can't appeal it. So a straight red VAR could get involved. But two yellows, they can't get involved. And it's another ludicrous uh, sending off. So so well done, the officials. Uh, was Was Michael Oliver at that one? Making up the rules as he goes along in his own merry way. It wasn't. It was Rob Jones, which I'm glad I didn't say anything about. But when we were talking about it in the previous episode, um, I was going to say he was one of the few that I thought was actually all right. And then he's done that. So I take that back as well. They're all rubbish. I think the only one who got through was, uh, what's the name, at the Fulham Burnley game. Yeah. Yeah, Rebecca, there was no controversy controversy. Um, there was also the handball that I saw in the highlights, at least, that was 100% a handball. But because they couldn't decide if it was a free kick or a penalty, they just didn't give it at all, which is also a complete farce. If you don't know if it's in the area, just give it as a free kick. It's a, it's so close to the edge of the box, it doesn't matter. But What, so because they couldn't decide where it was, they decided not to penalise it at all? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it bounced off his arm. Very clearly a handball. But because they didn't know if it was inside the area, they didn't give it. Copyright Michael Oliver. We'll have that one. <laughs> well, we'll move on to uh, Spurs versus Everton, where Spurs looked like they started the much better side, and Everton really grew into it. And to be honest, Everton could have taken something from this. Um, I completely forgot that Andre Gomez still played for Everton, to be honest, and he had an absolute stormer on his first game back. Maybe he's got a revival under uh, under Sean Dyche. Um, Dave, I don't know if you've got a chance to speak with uh, Harry contributing. Yeah, no, it, it's fine. Um, what I wanted to mention in that game is how unlucky can you be with that Dan Juma chance right at the end, which hit the underside of the bar, hit, hit Vicario on the shoulder. Um, yeah, I think that's all you're getting from me. <laughs> Adam, would care to expand on Harry's points? Oh, uh, yet again, Harry provides the most unparalleled analysis that you're going to get <laughs> on Three Valleys Radio without fail. Um, I actually thought that that was a really impressive performance. The, I don't think Everton will be too disappointed with that generally. It's still looking like the Everton that's starting to build into something quite exciting. Uh, who knew that just a 10-point deduction will, will kick any team up the rear end and into gear? I think it's, it's really quite impressive. Um, overall, not too bad, but Tottenham are continuing to look half decent. I think if we're going down the revival route, which I think is appropriate, I think Richarlison is an entirely different individual to what we've seen over the last 18 months. Uh, I still don't like him. Uh, I still find him very irritating as a player, but um, you've got to, it, it is nice to see a player who was quite clearly struggling over the last 18 months to get a goal and has now got quite a few over the last couple of weeks and is starting to play, I think, with a little bit of confidence. And given I have no skin in the game when it comes to Premier League teams, it's nice to see Tottenham doing well as a result. I can uh, I can put an end to that run. I'll just put him in my fantasy team. Yeah, like that. that'll, that'll do it. Yeah. yeah. I took Cameron Archer out and he scored. Unbelievable. Rocky move. It's OK. I'll take Isaac out and he'll score a hat-trick next week. Um, we'll just touch on the final game. Um, we'll leave Rick out of this one. Uh, Liverpool one, Arsenal one. Um, with, with Dave unavailable, I think we might jump straight back to you, Adam. Um, I watched this on the coach home, and to be honest, I think it was a it was a pretty good game, particularly for a neutral. I I do think um, a draw was also a fair result. Arsenal had a strong start, but we sort of grew into it. And again, I just think it was about even. I don't think there was too much in it between the two sides from from what i could tell from it i i caught pieces of it um overall very entertaining everything you you would want from a again a premier league game where you don't really mind who wins uh looking at the stats here a very very even performance and as a result the draw is is fairly standard um nice to see gabriel get a goal um and salah continues to be salah but overall i think it was a it's one of those results that doesn't really do either team any favours, but it doesn't necessarily upset them either because, of course, of where they are both in the table. Yeah, I think um, I'd 100% oh. agree. Um, I have two points to make we'll, about it. We'll let, we'll let Rick 
do his thing. Come nice on. to see a team coming to Anfield and keeping Virgil van Disney happy with the amount of attacking they do because we, he does get cross if teams don't allow space in behind them. So it's it's nice to see him playing with a smile on his face. And also, Poppo the Clown injuring his own fullback. Thoughts? I don't think watch, watching back, I mean, it was funny, but also I don't think it was him that did it. I think he landed funny and it happened and then he landed on him. But <laughs> I could be help, wrong. Did it? it didn't help, no. But I, I was worried about his leg more than anything. Then he stayed down and he wasn't holding his leg, it was holding his collarbone. And I thought he'd landed funny and then Klopp landed on him. So I. What looked funny to me, Tom, is uh, it, I don't know if it just looked slowed down from what they were showing on Match of the Day, but Klopp looked like he was staring at Simicast as if to say, what are you doing, son? Get yeah. up. And then it was like, oh, no, I think he does genuinely have a problem here. <laughs> oh, Klopp, never change. Never change. Have you um, discussed the handball? Sorry, boys. We haven't. Um, I Slip first... or not in that situation. I mean, he's bounced it about three or four times. And Rick Hyatt can tell me until he's blue in the face that it's never a penalty. But, I mean, I mean, it's a peno all day long, twice on Sundays, whatever you want. My good friend Michael Oliver assures me that it's not. <laughs> Your mate Mike. I mean, yeah, goodness me. Mike. Good to see Gary Neville saying definitely not a penalty. Who'd have thought it? Yeah, unbelievable that. I um, I I don't know. I thought at first it wasn't simply because it was a slip, so it brings into question intent. And if they're going to do that in other games, then I didn't suppose the fact it's that he actually bat started bouncing it up and down didn't that sort of like change your opinion? <laughs> I didn't see too many. Well, replays, there's the difference, but... Tom, because there was a slip with Saka for the second yellow, which I did agree shouldn't have been a yellow because that slip in that instance is where the slip comes into play. If you see what I mean, but for that handball. Even though it's still a slip, it's a different type of incident. If you see what I mean, like I, he yeah. still grabbed it, <laughs> like it was almost in desperation. Like, whoa! I see only thing I can use now to stop the ball going for behind me. So, found it very strange. But again, we had chances to to win the game, but never really looked like both teams were really troubling the goalkeepers. Obviously, that um, Trent chance was the one that could have put Liverpool top of the tree, but take a point and and that will have to do but like they referenced um on multiple tv channels yesterday it's probably the perfect results unfortunately for manchester city which is not what we all want at christmas no i think we can all agree on that one and uh with that we will move into boxing day predictions um well boxing day and i assume we're not going to touch on the fact that man city are world champions are we just going to move straight on with that, are we all happy with that? i didn't even realize that happened doesn't count it was although actually i'm going to say something about that and my liverpool bias is coming out again and i don't care about this why are chelsea and city allowed to wear the crest that they're club world champions for the rest of the season in all games and liverpool aren't they could but they'd have to have an asterisk next to it <sighs> I should have seen that coming. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's, it's silly. It's just silly, isn't it? But, oh, well, it's only a fucking badge, isn't it? Sorry, sense of badge. Um, right. Let's let's move Blimey, on. Blimey, that's, that's someone's passionate. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. It's, it's, only, it's only a badge, isn't it? Let's move on to Boxing Day before I get upset over a silly badge. Um, we'll start with the 12.30 kickoff on Boxing Day. It's Saudi Arabia hosting Nottingham Forest at lunchtime. Um, who do we start with on this? Uh, Rick, I know that you love Saudi Arabia very much. Let's uh, start with you. Um, obviously, Forest struggling. Well, I say struggling. Unfortunate somewhat against Bournemouth and uh, Newcastle losing to Luton. Could you see this one being a bit of a, a slow-paced game? Uh, I think that... Uh, I don't know. I hope that Forest bounce back and uh, it's a defeat for the camel abusers, obviously. That's a new one. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm very proud of that one. Uh, <laughs> I just I just I just hope that, you know, it's it's Forest win, basically. Sure, surely donkeys Rick, it's Christmas. <laughs> I don't know. You can upgrade when you've got that much money. You can up, you can ship them in. You can do whatever you like. 
But uh, as long as Jason Tindall's wearing a, a Sansa hat, I don't care. Oh, let's get a prediction. Uh, uh, one all. One all. But Newcastle will have lots of injuries and it won't be their fault. And blah de blah. I think that matches the narrative pretty perfectly. Um, Adam, score prediction at all? Any thoughts? <laughs> I don't think Adam's done the predictions before, has he? So we're finally going to be able to hold him into account and try and remember it for when he comes onto the pod six months' time. Adam, you don't Are you telling me I'm not allowed to speak nonsense and, and nobody will sort me up on it? Oh, that sounds great. I thought that was the whole reason I came on this. I get hold to account at the university. I don't hear. I don't well. I think you, you're on to up the level of the predictions because apparently uh, they, they were rubbish last week. So actually now we've... <laughs> Now we've got a professor on. It's a it's a low bar, Professor Adam very Davis. Low bar, Adam. It's it's a very low bar of a professor as well, so that's fair enough. Um, I think I don't think Forrest will get anything, uh, simply because I don't think Nuno Espirito Santo is a very good manager, and I don't think they should have sacked Steve Cooper. But uh, Newcastle haven't exactly looked like they're clicking either, so it might be a case of is Callum Wilson fit. Might be a dangerous question. The answer is usually no. Um, but in fairness, I think this is the sort of game that Callum Wilson gets two in and it goes 2-0 and all the worries of the last couple of weeks suddenly just disappears for, for reasons. So uh, I'm going to go 2-0 Newcastle. And Tyndall with a hat, yes or no? Um, it wouldn't be like him to make it all about him. This is true. Um, I don't know. I think it's a dangerous precedent to set, of course, because the Christmas hat looks fantastic if they win and suddenly looks very silly if they lose. So maybe he has it all on the bus, but I don't think he has it during the match. It's interesting that you spent more time considering that prediction than you did the score. Well done, Adam. Yes. I reckon the Santa hat will be on in the team picture when they win. When it's in that change like in the dressing room they picture. Win, don't they? Yeah, that, I think that's a fair. that's a fair guess, I think. Well, I'm going to jump in quickly with a 1-0 Newcastle. I think it's going to be quite a dull game. And I don't think Forrest are going to have enough to uh, get past Newcastle, especially away from home. Um, Dave, do you want to wrap this one up, Forrest, Newcastle? Well, I was just thinking, if Tyndall wears a hat, I'm not overly convinced he'll necessarily pop it on his head. <laughs> if he's <laughs> going to pop it anywhere. But anyway, we'll, we'll save that. Um, I was Wrong thinking head. the other day as well, Rick, actually, that does anyone think that Tyndall's tan is actually fading? Because he, there, there was a close-up with him and Eddie, and I actually didn't think he looked that bronzed. And I don't know if it's just due a new top-up, Rick, for this time of year. Northeast will do that to you. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, it is the Northeast in December. He's got no right to have a tan. The fact that he does says more about him than they haven't. They haven't seen the sun since October. But the sheer fact that we're discussing this now, and if he was to listen, he would be absolutely mortified, I'm sure. Ah, and then try think, and... But it, it might be, no doubt. Uh, if they get the opportunity, they'll nip over to Saudi Arabia for a training camp and he'll top it up there. He'll come back looking bronzed. That's a very good point. So uh, so that's my prediction, that he will go over to Saudi and top up on the on the, the tan, but, but I do think that um, it will be a 1-0 Newcastle. Forrest, uh, well, they did start with Chris Wood and Origi yesterday, didn't they? And Wood did look lively i think origi was out on the win it's always nice to see divok origi getting the start but i think newcastle will probably just have enough at home and it will be a bit of a drab one that one well moving on to um jason tindall's former employers bournemouth they are hosting he's everywhere he's connected to every single team you look and he's there um bournemouth fulham what i can only describe about well the fact that this may not even be last on match of the day is is impressive. Um, we'll get to that one in a moment. Um, who do we start with this time? I think we'll stay with Dave. Um, Bournemouth, Fulham. Obviously, Fulham. Losing. Another five nil, Dave. Come on, <laughs> come on. At home to uh, Burnley and Bournemouth beating Forest. So I think there could be goals, 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 goals here. I, I, I. It's whether or not what Fulham turn up, isn't it? Because like I say, I was referencing the fives and the goals that they've been scoring recently. And then as soon as I then join the bandwagon, they get nothing. Um, oh, I don't know. 4-2 Bournemouth? That's bold. <laughs> he's he's done it, be, 
it's going to be like that graphic from Boxing Day in 1963 or whenever it was, when all those outrageous scorelines, no one would have predicted those and no one probably would have predicted this. But yeah, I think 4-2, Solanke getting further goals before he before Bournemouth accept a £75 million bid from Manchester United in January. <laughs> I wouldn't well, rule it out, Rick. I really wouldn't. Fulham on that Boxing Day actually won 10-1 against Ipswich. Perhaps we've got to repeat it uh, tomorrow against... Mark was tomorrow. it 1963? Have I got yeah, that 19, wrong? Yeah, 1963. It yeah. was. Yeah. Um, Rick, 10-1 Fulham then? Possibly not. But I do, I do fancy... Bournemouth for this one, amazing. You know, Ariola in his second spell with the club after being sacked early October. Has, Adam, has... you might not be familiar with the reference here. I'm not sure, but moving Tom on, was... <laughs> well, you can fill in the gaps there. Somebody from this parish wasn't convinced that he was going to see Christmas, and it turns out he's one of the most stable jobs in the in the league at the moment. Yay! Um, well done, Freddie. Rick, oh, score but prediction. I, I can't predict the 5 0. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is the sort of insight that you get listening to the rubbish predictions from Football Bloody Hell. I think that it's going to be a solid 2 0 to the Cherries. I've gone for a 2 1 to uh, Bournemouth. I think the run will continue. Fulham will be shell shocked by Burnley. Um, Adam, do you want to wrap up the Cherries versus the Cottagers? Well, I think there's been an awful lot of discussion on how many goals are going to be scored. So I'm going to go the complete opposite way and say nil-nil. Reason being, I don't think Bournemouth... Bournemouth seems so hit and miss. Sometimes they do look just chaotic and fantastic, and that's exactly what Areola tries to get, and therefore Solanke gets a hand-trick, and we all, we're all very pleased. Um, Fulham's goals fell off last week because Raul Jimenez got sent off the week before. And I think I think he's still suspended, which so is really that... weird, Adam, isn't it? Because it wasn't that long ago we were saying that Jimenez is completely dried up and it's just not happening for him anymore. And in the space of a few weeks, well, in fairness, he's out the team. He and hadn't not scored scoring. in, I think he hadn't scored in forty three Premier League games or something like that. So it's, I don't think we were unreasonable to say that he's hit his purple patch, and and that's I think if anyone saw him sent off the other day. Um, you could see it in his face because of how irritated it was. Not obviously that he's got sent off over something silly, but he'd finally hit a purple patch that's sort of been stunted. Um, I think he's still suspended. And as a result, I'm not sure how well Fulham will do. So uh, I'm going to go nil-nil. So it just occurs to me that Bournemouth are 11th. They're joint on points with uh, midfield Chelsea. And they which, do uh, this every single year they're in the Premier League. Bournemouth or Palace always look like that. Oh, we're not going to do very well. And then suddenly end up in 12th. I don't know how they do it. It's, it. They just go under the radar. I don't like it. Um, we'll move on to two teams that aren't under the radar, though. Um, I hope Dave Pryor's proud of that one. Um, we've got Sheffield United versus Luton in a battle of the basement dwellers. Um, who do we go for this time? Adam, you've not gone first yet, so we'll stay with you. Um, Luton, obviously, getting that impressive 1-0 win over Newcastle, whilst uh, Sheffield United scored a credible point away to Villa. Um, the signs of life under Chris Wilder, do you think this could be their opportunity to get some points on the board? No. The reason, the reason being, uh, I, I, I will always commend my former employers, um, but... It's great <sighs> to have Adam back on the pod. <laughs> no, moving Why is on. that? <laughs> Imaginely old. Just, just definitive answer. Yeah. There, there it is. No faffing. No, and... Belt and braces predictions. Job done. Move on. <laughs> no, for, for me, um, Luton are a more cohesive unit. A lot of the things that made Sheffield United quite potent in the championship last year have gone. Uh, and that also includes both the manager, Sander Berg, Ilaman Ndai, um, and all the other reasons that Sheffield United looked half decent. Um, I still think lots of things need to be tinkered with. Um I still am not entirely convinced Chris Wilder is the man for the job. Um, I don't like that he's got it because he knows the club, which is my favourite line in football. But, you know, so does Dave from East Croydon, but you wouldn't give him the West Ham job. You know, it's it's it seems a pretty flawed way of hiring him, uh, especially after he was terrible at Watford and Middlesbrough. I thought you were going to say Dave from Yeovil then. <laughs> but, uh, well, let's not, let's not get too dramatic. Uh, but... 
overall, I think I think there's still things that are missing there. Yes, okay, they'll they'll pick up a few points here and there. I I just think it's one of those where they'll put too much pressure on it because they'll go, we we have to beat Luton, and and Luton will stick to the game plan and will probably win one 0 I like that prediction. It's not what I've gone for though. Um, I oh of course I'm going for a one all. Um, mainly because I feel I I need to put in at least a draw, and I think this will be it. Um, I also think that people saying it'll be a nil-nil will be surprised because they're both rubbish. Well, quote-unquote rubbish. Um, that means there will be a goal. So um, I think one all. Um, I think if anyone would win, though, it would be Luton. So I would agree with you on that. Um, Dave, what are you thinking about Sheffield and uh, Luton? Tricky this, isn't it? Because um, Wilders just starts to do a little bit of something. They seem a little bit more resilient. Luton, we know, have had the performances, but not necessarily the results until yesterday. But do I trust them away from home, even going to somewhere like Sheffield? I think I'd probably say Sheffield United 2, Luton 1. If you were to push me, Tom Bailey? I think yeah, I think, I think it's going to be tight. Um, but I'm not sure if... Luton have probably got to be down there, haven't they, for away wins. Um, have they had one this season? Everton. Uh, Everton, didn't they? Yeah, they did, did win at Everton. But yeah, I think I think it will be false hope at Sheffield and then ultimately they will still go down. Sad, really. Rick, and us on a positive note with uh, Sheffield United-Luton. It's not the two worst teams in the Premier League at the moment. There's another one coming up fairly soon. They were worse than either of these two at the moment. You can stop smiling at me, you horrible <laughs> man. And I don't think this will be last on Match of the Day either. And it's funny, a couple of weeks ago, or even last week, up to up very recently, you look at the league table and you say, oh God, this is going to be a dreadful game. But they're two teams that have actually played some decent football at the moment and seem to have found ways of eking out results and are not getting stranded at the bottom like everybody predicted. But I've, I don't know, I, I just think that Luton are know what they're about a bit more. Chris Wilder is very much a sticking plaster on the whole situation at Sheffield United. Luton seem to have found their feet. And I think that they will win by one goal to zero goals. Just jumping in quickly, Tom, did, did, does anyone think that the bottom three have a bit more of a fighting chance now the gap has just started to lessen slightly or do we still think it will probably play out how it is at the moment uh well as Briggs said Nuno's made it interesting um yeah but they'll they'll buy a boatload of players in January won't they that's what will happen Karen Benzema on loan from his old club (laughs) I think only Sheffield United are still guaranteed to go down yeah because even though Burnley have been rubbish They've now got two wins in away games. wins are so key as well, aren't they? That just yeah. changes the they narrative just get random a little bit. Wins. And they're, they're going to have a home win on Boxing Day as well. So I mean, that's quite a run there. Well, quite, yeah. Well, well, we'll we'll stick on that sort of on that note then. Um, Rick, you seem keen to talk about your favourite club, Liverpool. Let's uh, let's bring you in for <laughs> Burnley versus Liverpool, the five thirty kickoff. Um, oh, it's thoughts? a TV fixture as well, is it? It is Amazon Ooh. Prime. Amazon oh Prime. yes, you can you can miss them all. Oh, I could actually watch that. My dad, that'd be great. Anyway, more important things. What's what's going to happen? Do you think, um, Rick Hyatt, Burnley two, Liverpool nil. Jurgen Klopp will fall on Mo Salah, and he'll be out for the rest of the season. <laughs> that's it. I have nothing more to say. I don't want to say any more about it. Uh, that's what's going to happen. I'm sorry if I've spoiled it for you, but there you go. It's my gift to you. That's what's going to happen on Boxing Day. Put money on it. The odds will be incredible. Um, Great if it happened, though, wouldn't it? It would be certainly something if it happened. Um, Dave, do you have a more down-to-earth prediction, perhaps? Um, The narrative keeps changing with Liverpool, doesn't it? Like I was saying to Rick, before the Man United game, it was Liverpool sharing goals all around the team and it's working well. After the Man United game, it's why has none of the Liverpool players got like over... 10 legals or whatever it is like the narrative just keeps keeps on changing and then we hit five against a really informed West Ham team albeit things seem 
Always I don't think that was the, the West Ham team that was informed that Liverpool played, to be perfect. True, but they still like had under, to They're under nines, wasn't it? They're I think f- that's slightly harsh. I think that's slightly harsh. Team. You, yeah, you, I think so. My brother's a West Ham fan, and according to him, that was he, he wasn't happy with the team that the, uh, the Hammers put out, put it that way. I thought there was only a couple of players that, that were, were rested, should well, we I'll say. Well, I thought you were you can, you can discuss it at length. <laughs> I'm to sure, Liverpool. <laughs> and you'll be a very reasonable man to deal with who's a friend of yours, Rick. My brother. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Blood thicker than water and all that. Um, what do I think? I think uh, it will be, be an industrial 2 0 Liverpool win, the complete opposite to Rick. Adam? That's right, Rick. Two. We've got yeah. one win apiece. <laughs> No, I'm I'm going to go even further. I'm going to see the most complete Liverpool performance we've seen of the season uh, because Burnley, every single time they try and play against one of the big ones, because they try and play in a similar vein, but the players aren't as good, they always get thumped. Careful, lads. Uh, I don't like the way this is going. No, it's going to be a complete, comprehensive performance. I'm going to captain Mo Salah and I'm going to continue to win the Fancy Premier League. Is he going to say five? Gonna... No, no. Uh, I'm going to say f- No, I'm, I'm going to be reasonable and say four. I love the four is reasonable. I love that. Um, well, I, I, I'd never, I'd never dare predict five nil on three valleys. <laughs> Only an idiot would do that. We've seen that exactly. go wrong before. <laughs> I am. I wish I had the confidence of Adam Davis. Um, I have said it's a two-one Liverpool. It's just you are the be... only person to ever say that. So. <laughs> grim. It's going to be grim. I, I'm not really not looking forward to this at all. It's just got. It's even got one of Burnley written on it. I don't know. I just, I'm not confident at all, but I think we'll squeeze through just on like sheer player quality alone. Um, and we'll touch now on the eight o'clock fixture, the Boxing Day fixture between Manchester United and Aston Villa. Of course, Villa drawing one over Sheffield United. Ooh, and it's, West a, it's Ham. a Boxing Day evening treat with your cold meats and, uh, and mince pies and all that stuff. Oh, what a what a nice little winter warmer. Rick will be too to far gone to. at that point. He'll be too far gone to realize. Craig Porson's in the middle of the field and he'll just cry. It'll just be a, a, a rough evening, I think. Rick, in fact, we'll touch. We'll have Rick last. We'll have Rick last. Dave, um, Man United versus Villa. What are your thoughts? Oh, Man United and Villa. Nil oh. um, one. Big. Do you need more? I mean, no, I don't, honestly, I think you're right. Out. I think you're right. It, it Villa do need to um, find themselves again because they've been really frust- they'd be really frustrated about what happened on Friday, Thursday, whatever it was. Um, the stats I found alarming that they obviously referenced for United is about how many times that is it Hoyland and has been passed to by Garnacho and Anthony. And it's just like wow, that is extremely alarming. Um, what normally happens is you get one or two of your strikers that are not not performing well. But for United, unfortunately for them, it's just seems to be all at the same time, um, which just puts even more pressure on, obviously, Hoyland. And Rashford isn't even being fancied at all at the moment, is he, coming off the bench? So, I don't know. Villa are defensively really strong, aren't they? So, yeah, we'll say nil one to round off an exciting day of Boxing Day action, Tom Bailey. We'll have a we'll have a, a comprehensive roundup of this one, and then we'll just have to whiz through the final ones. As I'm aware, we are slowly running out of time. Uh, Adam, we'll come to you next. Um, United Villa. Um, do you echo Dave's sentiments? Unfortunately, I don't. Um, I think this is going to be well. It's it's the most important game, of course, uh, the battle between world class Scottish midfielders, uh, and I think it's going to go the way of John McGinn uh, because I love John McGinn. I think he's great. Um, I am. Um, Looking at the stats, the, even though they got the draw against Sheffield United, the stats all indicated it should have been significantly more in Villa's favour. So they'll just continue to play the game plan. Man United aren't very good, and worryingly, the stats also back it up. I think Villa are going to absolutely tonk them. I think it's going to be 3-0 Villa. In front of Rick Hyatt, no less. Merry said Christmas, that, Rick! <laughs> From Adam well, Rick, Davis and all the family. <laughs> we'll bring it on to you because I'm just, well, I'm just going to quickly chuck mine in. I've gone for a 2-0 Villa. So it's three out of three so far. Um, 
Rick, that's a that's a face of despair. <laughs> Rick. Full house, Rick. Full house. <laughs> I hate you lot. You're horrible. You hate the you hate the truth, Rick. That's the real problem. I can't handle the truth. No, exactly. Do you know what? The eleven year old Dave Pryor's going, Yes! <laughs> yes! I'm having a whale of a time right now. You've broken me on a podcast. It's just shattered and ruined my Christmas. And when United turn round and don't concede four goals. Who'll be laughing then, eh? Because they'll have only conceded two instead. Yeah. Yeah, and they'll have still lost 4-2, but they will have conceded. Yeah. <laughs> I, wanted, ah. I, desperately, I desperately wanted to say that this was a Desmond, but I can't see United scoring two goals. That's the trouble. I mean, in my defence, I did say United would win 2-1 against West Ham, and I have been predicting United wins recently, but they just keep letting me down, Rick, so I'm going to have to do it the other, yeah, to go I, the other way. I get this every week, and I genuinely want them to win. That's yeah, maybe letting me down me. was the wrong turn of phrase there. <laughs> I think it's going to be a performance to... Completely your Christmas? everyone's uh, Christmas. It's gonna be it's gonna be a one all draw with Scott McTominay scoring the equaliser in probably the hundred and forty third minute or something. <laughs> uh, that, that that's what's going to happen. I'm sorry, people. Ever the optimist. United are gonna lose as much as it, my brain tells me that they will. Villa aren't quite as effective on the road as they are at home, so you can clutch to that and uh, yeah I think it's, it's going to be a one-all draw I'm going to um, just drop in very quickly before we move on to the final few fixtures that Manchester United currently have the joint second worst scoring record in the league they've only scored 18 goals um, the teams that Newcastle just ahead of them have scored 36 Brighton scored 34. Newcastle have got injuries haven't they they do and they've still scored 36 oh it's it's impressive. Well, that's uh, that's because they've got a world class striker just split across two people. So if you if you had like half of a working Alexander Isak and half a yeah. working Callum Wilson, that's what tons. they need. The, the problem the problem United have is that it's it's as if they want to play with ten men because Anthony and Garnacho have forgotten or truce to ignore. I wonder whether they fell out with Hoyland. They're just incapable of. Well, that's the thing with him. with Hoyland. Nobody knows if he's any good because no one's passing it to him. So you can't <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I was thinking on that one. I thought, how how much can this truly be Hoyland's fault if he doesn't get the ball? It's not his fault. He's completely blameless. It's the rest of the donuts. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Well. <laughs> We've got three fixtures on the 27th, um, two 7.30 kickoffs and a 8.15 kickoff. Um, we'll start with Brentford versus Wolves. I'm aware we're running out of time, so we'll just get through these somewhat quickly. Um, I've just, just seen that Brentford have three suspensions, admittedly one of them being Ivan Tony, um, but Ben Mee and Frank Onyeka also miss out. Um, let's see. Uh, Dave, Brentford Wolves, quick fire. Let's, let's see your thinking. Uh, I've not done a Desmond yet, I don't think, but I think I'm going to say 1-2. I think Brentford are in a little bit of a sticky situation at the moment, but Wolves are, Wolves are a plucky team, aren't they? It, it depends whether or not VAR is going to go for Gary O'Neill this time or not. Um, we'll see what happens in their game against Chelsea later today as we record. But yeah, I'm going to stick my neck on the line and say Wolves will be celebrating the wolves will beat the bees on this occasion rick hyatt two nil wolverhampton wanderers brentford have got too too many players out so yeah i think i think gary o'neill masterclass but not enough to be a crisis rick no 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 other teams have crisis not brentford brentford can have the entire squad out but Newcastle will be harder done by. Sound of a bitter man. Um, Adam, Brentford Wolves, thoughts? I'm going to go down the Desmond route. I'm going to say two all. Uh, the reason I am is because Wolves are going to play very well. They're going to get a difficult decision against them. And then Ethan Pinnock is going to rise like a salmon in the 85th minute and get a uh, equaliser for Brentford. 
Well, that sounds like a. I like how a couple of you are throwing in goal scorers as well. You're taking it one step further. I like it. Well, that's because I don't rock up enough, so I can again. I can just make swathing accusations and run away and come back in about a month or two. Yeah, we'll get full volume for Adam now that he, now that he's here. He's, he's going to give us start giving us attendances in a minute. Don't tempt well, me. I will. <laughs> I will chuck in a one all between Brentford and Wolves. Um, I think Brentford are definitely in some issues at the moment, but they still got that steely sort of resilience about them. So one all, I think, would be a fair enough score. Um, Chelsea versus Palace. Um, Adam will stay with you. Palace aren't very good, neither are Chelsea. Um, this is going to be an interesting one. Uh, I think it will largely hinge on inevitably how many injuries or what will go on uh, this evening uh, for Chelsea. Um, they should have enough, um, but I think it's going to be tight. So let's be let's be grateful and say 1-0. To? Chelsea. To Chelsea. Um, Dave, Chelsea Palace. Yeah, same, same line of thinking i think about that like we said before because we're doing this before we've seen chelsea play at walls every time you then say okay chelsea will get a little bit of a run together and not they stink and they stink bad <laughs> so um palace as we said before they got a good good point at city and they have actually been in the games even though they've been on the on the wrong end of them but uh, i think it will be tight similar to the one nil but i'll give them a goal Jordan Ayew is in a little bit of form. Mateta as well. So I'll say 2-1 Chelsea. Um, before I hand over to Rick, I also agree it's going to be a 2-1 Chelsea. Um, ugly, but I think they'll get the job done. Um, Rick, round us off with Chelsea Palace. Ha ha, you're both wrong. You got the right score, but you got it the wrong way around. 2-1 to the wise old owl. A boy. Yeah. Well, with uh, that lovely finish for, for that one, we'll move to... Uh, the final game of uh, the 27th, at least, um, Everton versus 115 FC, as Rick shows off his wonderful Christmas shirt um, for well for the camera. Um, let's stay with Rick, actually. Um, Everton being, well, I don't want to say this, the good guys in this game um, against Abu Dhabi, obviously coming off the back of their win against Fluminense in uh, the Club World Cup, whilst Everton lost to Spurs yesterday as we record this um thoughts rick up the toffees city would be ever so tired from their ever so important world championship win that nobody cares about like their invisible treble last year unless you're in it of course it's always the way unless you're in it in which case it's the most important game in the whole world literally Nothing City does has any credibility or importance at all. And it just, it's just one more thing that we can all laugh about when they get stripped of their uh, titles because they're cheats. So, but I think Sean Dyche is going to do, do a number. I, I think Everton are going to win 1-0. So there. I thought about going for a 1-0, but I think City have just got quality and they'll... They've got a couple of wins on the bounce now, admittedly, against the weaker opposition in that Club World Cup. So I've gone for a one-all. I think the Malays in the league will continue at least a game further. Um, Dave, let's come to you, Everton City. Uh, Everton City. Um, Everton are doing well, really, aren't they? Like, even, they even played well yesterday, but we're a little bit unlucky. They got unstuck for those two early goals from Spurs, didn't they? There was, um, there was a disallowed goal in there, wasn't there? That was a little bit... Hmm, could have gone either way, possibly. But with VAR, I guess they were always going to um, give it as a foul. But um, so, I don't know. I, I want City to come back and be really flat. But a part of me thinks they'll probably come back and, and win 3-1. So, um, yeah, I'll sort of reluctantly go down that route, I think. Uh, Adam Davis, round us off with Everton City. There's nothing I'd love more than an Everton 1-0 win. Just because I think that would be really good. And you know that Everton the type of club... A win they for did, football, Adam. It would be a win for football. <laughs> but a loss for the accountants. Well, I think that as much as I know you're all um, aware of Man City's, uh, let's say, allegations, can we call Everton the good guys when they are the ones that have been found guilty? Just... Just, just putting I'm going to say, is I mean, this the financial breach derby? This, it's the FFP derby. <laughs> yeah. 
that this is the real reason you've put me on the pod. I haven't talked about F- Everton's FFP allegations for ages. Well, that's not that's a been, Well, that, that's that's it. Um, the issue we've got is Man City are really good, and Rodri's back, and sort of at least mildly running around. Which De Bruyne as well is he back? I don't know. That I've noticed that. They seem they have enough going forward that is okay. Yes, Kevin De Bruyne is unbelievably good. That's sort of that's obvious. But they have enough other people to put in where it sort of fills in. He's been away without Rodri. City look half the team. So for me, um, the fact that Rodri will be back, I think it'll be just too much. And I'm going to replicate it and say it's going to be three-one to Manchester City. But uh, Everton are going to give it a right good go. I'm not watching that one then. No. Well, we've got two games to cover quickly, so we're going to go very quick fire on these. It's the 28th of December. Um, let's start with uh, Dave, Brighton Spurs. Oh, Brighton Spurs. That's a tricky one as well, isn't it? Brighton, you're never quite sure what you're going to get from them. Um, uh, do you know what? There's your Christmas comes, there Desmond. It there it is. There's your Christmas Desmond on the uh, on the coast over Christmas. No, uh, no better place to be than the Amex for a two-two with Spurs. There you go, Rick. Right in Spurs, quick fire. I agree with Dave Hilda Pryor. I think it's going to be a Desmond. Adam, a triplet of Desmonds. You bet. Two all. Two. Oh, yes, oh, baby. I feel bad now. <laughs> <laughs> what you reckon then, Freddie? You can be the old man out. Uh, I have gone for a two-nil Spurs. Brighton are out of sorts. So I think Spurs will be on a run and they'll get something from it. And then everyone will turn on to Zerbi for no reason. Um, and the final game of this pod, at least, is Arsenal versus West Ham United. Uh, we'll just go back around again. Dave. Sorry, what was the game? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Dave is really interested here. Oh, I'm, so, I'm so sorry. Abby, we just sent me a message about the Christmas <laughs> meat for tomorrow and I completely... <laughs> I completely lost my train of thought. Sorry, Ars- Tom. Arsenal versus West Ham. Oh, talking of meat. Um, <laughs> Arsenal, West Ham. I think it's going to be... <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. I think it's going to be 3-1 to the Hammers. And I wouldn't... Um, sorry, 3-1 to the Arse. 3-1 to the Arse. And uh, I'm really messing this up, aren't I? Uh, and I do think Declan Rice, Rice Baby, will be involved somewhere and the Hammers will be seen uh, giving him some. Um, the man that they did uh, love and cherish. It probably won't be much Christmas feeling towards Declan Rice in this one. And I think Arsenal will win 3 1. Rick Hyatt, Arsenal, West Ham. Well, West Ham have proven over the weekend that they are, in fact, the premier club in Europe. And they're playing very, very well at the moment. Just like Bournemouth did the other week when they became world champions. I I really want Arteta and Declan Rice to to lose. And I'm going to mess it completely up by putting kudos in my fantasy team. Therefore, ruining any chance he had of scoring. But I still think West Ham are going to do it 2-1. Kudos to that one, I say. Uh, Adam... Arsenal, West Ham. Arsenal will win, but only just. Um, and I think it's going to be something. Even I think it's. I think we're going to compound the misery. I think Arsenal are going to bang on the door, and bang on the door, and bang on the door, and then occasion right at the very end, Declan Rice is going to get a scuff, probably off his left heel or something silly, and all of East London is going to go absolutely mental. Oh blimey! Um, in a very similar vein to that. Only probably what, Adam, slightly that, more aggressive. That will, that will happen, and Enketia will still try and claim it was his. Don't get me. <laughs> we haven't got enough time for me to be talking about Eddie Enketia, <laughs> so we, we should probably move on. But yes, I agree. Well, I'll finish it up by saying a 3 1 uh, to Arsenal. Uh, West Ham will still play well, though, and they'll come out with a credible. They're weird, loss. West Ham, Tom, because. They're, they're so feast or famine. And then when you start to get behind them, similar to what I did with Fulham, they then just put in an absolute stinker of a performance. Ship five at Liverpool, ship five at Fulham, beat Man United, beat... Um, who else did they beat? I've lost my train of thought now. Forget about but, that meet again. 
<laughs> yeah, but it does seem as though they're they're fast becoming that that team that you just cannot predict one way or another what they're going to do. Um, but I'd be surprised if they went to the Emirates and and turned it on. To be honest, it'll be interesting actually. As a result of this, we can see who is the greatest Spanish manager in the Premier League. My money is on David Moyen. We missed it. And with that, Feliz Navidad, David Nemoyev. David Nemoyev. God. Well, I think the Christmas spirit is truly here now. Um, before we go, I just want to personally shout out the gentleman who came up to me yesterday at Eastbourne and uh, said that he listened in to us. Um, it was actually quite an honour to be recognised in uh, in public for our services. So thank you if you are listening. I didn't get your name, unfortunately, but thank you for listening. And, uh, How come you, you get groupies? I don't know. I don't know. I was I was honestly shocked when, when he came. It's like, wait, he said my name. I was like, what's going on here? Um, so yes, thank you to uh, you for uh, coming up to us. And When you uh, said, Tom, when you said, when you said about it, I thought you were going to say, um, and then he went on to say, uh, oh, you're absolutely terrible. <laughs> 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 so no, that that's good to hear. Like I say I have heard some a few people saying that they've been listening into the podcast over the last few months. So it's good that um, we're getting it out there and we're um, we have people enjoying our content. So and, uh, good stuff. Thank you to everybody for listening and a Merry Christmas to everybody. We'll say uh, a goodbye from all of us. Thank you, Adam Davis, for coming on. Thank you very much. Thank you to uh, Rick Hyatt for coming on. Uh, thank you very much. Merry Christmas. And thank you to Adam for uh, turning up for his biannual appearance on the pod and raising the standard. And hopefully uh, Tom's groupie has enjoyed that. Hopefully he did. Fingers crossed. Dave Pryor, thank you very much. Uh, just going back to Adam, we've managed to do an entire podcast without him being referred to as the financial expert. So well done, Adam. That's because Adrian's not on. <laughs> why, why have you done this? We had two minutes to go. We <laughs> nearly done it. it. <laughs> ah, but thank you very much. I, I do appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, um, just want to echo what, what Thomas said. Um, it's been a good year for Three Valley Things that certainly seem to be looking up commentaries are getting much better we've got a wider spread of teams now and we do feel like that the gremlins particularly at Hewish Park have have improved and the away day yesterday seemed to go without hitch Tom as well so we're certainly certainly taking it into a new direction and we've got a bonus Christmas podding on the way if you will with this one just before you get into your Christmas dinner uh, tomorrow so uh, Merry Christmas everyone from me and uh, we'll be back when we'll be back we'll be back on Wednesday won't we boys and it'll be over to George and Thorpey for the game at Taunton on Boxing Day I think that's that's been summed up perfectly we didn't do an intro so I think I'll sign us out um, thank you for listening to Football Bloody Hell